were several rather prominent persons. At the outset, do you share the sentiment in your heart that you say, Lord, might this be the year when you return and we shall see you in all your glory, all your majesty, all your kingship, your lordship, your, your, your grandeur. I think it's a good thing to aspire, to hope for. It doesn't mean that you stop doing what you're doing, hoping to accomplish what you are <coughs> having as your ambitions personally. But may this be indeed a year of spiritual growth. And we say, Lord Jesus, manifest yourself in my life um, so that uh, I may be prepared, duly prepared for when you come again. Um, Simeon had that desire. He asked the Lord to give him that privilege, the consolation of Israel, it's referred to as by Luke, that he would not see death until the Messiah had come. That was his wish. It says in the text in verse 24 that it had been revealed to him. So this was not just a wish that we might have. Um, when it's revealed to him, it means that God made an intrusion into his life directly. And by some way of revealing this to him, Simeon was assured. So there were no ifs or buts about that. The Lord told Simeon he would not die before he would see the Lord's Christ. As I prepared for this message, I also wondered now, what was it like for Simeon to tell his buddies, his friends, his congregants, the Lord told me that I will not die before I see the Lord. God's people aren't always as religious and pious as we like ourselves to think. Was there ridicule? Was there jesting? Was there this sense, oh, there's Simeon, he's getting older. <laughs> he's losing his mental, you know, sensitivities a bit. He's dreaming. Wishful thinking, no. Nothing in this text suggests that there's anything wrong with this man. Maybe physically a little stiffer. But spiritually, he is doing just fine. And if you and I can all live up to his spirituality, I think we'll be fine too. And that's not just unique to Simeon. 
while the focus of this sermon is not on Anna, she was just like him. These are two elderly persons who are very clear on what is most important for them in life. The few years maybe that remain for them in this world. They want to be where God is. Is that your desire too? In 2023, you want to be exactly where God is. You want to be walking in his steps, in his direction, in his path, which is rather narrow. There will be plenty of opportunity to go into the six-lane highway that leads to eternal destruction. But the better way is the narrow way. That molds us, that shapes us, that directs us to follow Jesus. That's what these men, this, this man and woman were doing it seems like throughout their whole lifetime. What a passion of his waiting on God. It's the point of my first sermon. A vibrant life is a life of faith that learns to wait on God. We like to think that our Christian faith is to be focused more on seeing well, that comes next. The first waiting. Simeon was waiting. Simeon and Anna were persevering in their faith. What do people see about us when they take a look at us? Do they see in us that same passion, that same controlling principle of waiting on God? So that's not so much a faith that is bragging about this and that and the other thing. This is what, what we will do and that's what we will accomplish. But that we're just ordinary in the spiritual sense of the word. We are waiting. Waiting doesn't mean inertia. It doesn't mean being passive. It is very active. Because it is not easy to wait on the Lord. But by faith we walk. And by faith we talk. And by faith we act in a way that while we do not yet see all the things we hope for and pray for, we are going to be committed and dedicated to following Christ in 2023, no matter what the cost, because we know that there is something much higher, much better, much superior to anything that God, or in His providence, uh, or the world rather, could offer us. Waiting is really an essential part of our understanding of faith. I think as moderns, maybe in America it's more, maybe than in other cultures, I don't know for sure, but uh, we're so used to getting things instantaneously. You, know, you go to uh, Starbucks, and you drive up, and you get your coffee in a, well, I don't know if 
it's in a second, but uh, some of these lines are pretty long. I say, go home and make your own brew. Uh, cheaper. But, uh, you know, everybody their own thing. Um, but we're used to getting things quickly. And we say, Lord, now this is my need, and I expect you to fulfill that request by tomorrow. Um, I think it's much more difficult in a age, in a technological age where things are much more easy for us. The billionaire Bennett mentioned that last week in the news. This guy who has more money than he can count is saying, what's wrong with people? I grew up in the dirty 30s. We had nothing. And our age was more content than what I see around us in our culture. Desire, lust, restlessness. It's not rooted in faith. I'm not talking for Bennett now in terms of his faith. I know nothing about it. But I know that we ought to know that we are not living for the happiness of this world. Because it may well be that God provides something in your life this year that you don't particularly like. I pray you all have a good year. That you will be healthy, that you will be strong, that God provides for you in your finances, in the relationships you have with people. Uh, may it be a wonderful year. I see the young people there get planning to be married. Those are wonderful things to anticipate. But we don't live for it. We don't die for it. We only die for the gospel. Amen. We die for the cross. Because that brings us ultimate hope and peace that we so lack. And it's not just the world, I imagine, where we can point fingers to the world. But how much world is there in us? How much restlessness? How much discontentment might there be in us? When I look at these persons, Simeon and Anna, I say, I want to be like them. Don't have to be as old as they are yet, but I want to be like them spiritually. I want to be in the temple of the Lord all the time because I don't know a better place. I like the things of this world like you do. I have an appreciation for them if they're not immoral. But the best thing, the best thing is to be with the Lord and to wait on this Lord that he will be faithful to his word to me. That was the experience of and the profile of Simeon's faith as we focus in, in particularly. And so his is not just exemplary to say, okay, be like Simeon. Simeon's faith is illustrated and, 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 and compared to people like Abraham. For years, Abraham had to wait on God to fulfill his promise to him that he would have offspring in Isaac. And there are others as well that could be mentioned. Will we in 2023 at Covenant Church be a people who persevere in trusting God, His Word, His faithfulness? He is faithful 
Paul writes to the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians 5. He is faithful and he will do it. Every day tell yourself, whether this is going wrong or that thing is going wrong, or this challenge comes your way, or this difficulty that way, he is faithful. Wait on the Lord. His timing is always best. Amen. But it goes from waiting to seeing in Simeon's example. Promise fulfilled. Divine timing. This is a divine appointment. God, quote unquote, orchestrated it that way. He designed it that way. That that day, when Jesus was brought to the temple, that Simeon would also be prompted by the Holy Spirit to be there too, as was Anna. To see by faith, so there's the waiting by faith, there's the seeing by faith, and seeing is, in a sense, the fulfillment of what you hope for. That's the goal of hope, to see. So Simeon's hope is fulfilled when he sees this child, born in Bethlehem, the Savior, Israel's comforter. The goal of trusting is to see the glory, God's glory. It was great anticipation to see the Lord. And when he sees him, then that process has begun of seeing endlessly. Because this child whom he sees, he only has to see him for a few moments that day. But he is the fulfillment of all ancient promise. And seeing him, he knows he will see him in the end. For in the presence of God. We see by faith, not physically, we are not holding Jesus in our arms, and that's a good thing. We don't want Jesus to come again as a baby. We want him to come as a king. We want him to come as a judge because he's going to do justice to everything wrong and sinful that has gone on in this world, even as we speak. We see by faith in 2023 that Jesus is on the throne. He is Lord. He is King. He decides what goes on. And what will come about. The nations think so, but they are wrong. And that is the foolishness of unbelief to think that you are on the throne of your life, that a dictator, a despot, thinks that he is sovereignly, autonomously, independently making decisions and no one can thwart them. 
promise fulfilled. Faith by seeing by faith has become seeing by sight, and it is in preparation for the eternal seeing of Jesus' glory, because he is our king and he is our groom. He is the, we are the bride of the church, and we anticipate that joining with him in glory. They came to the temple. It was ordained by God. We come to this temple, rather ordinary, a classroom. But what makes this place special and unique is you. It's us. The temple is us. And Jesus already dwells among us. We see that coming to its climactic point in the consummation when we see in the book of Revelation that there is no temple to be found anywhere because we are the temple of God and God dwells and walks among us. Kind of like he did in Eden, in paradise, didn't he? Just as he is, we will see him. And Simeon will see him. I'm going to read just a few verses. One verse. First John 3. First John 3. Begin with verse 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us. That we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, verse 2, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared, but we know that when he appears, the Lord Jesus, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who does hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. We are going to see the king as he is. Simeon saw him as he was, as a little baby. And that probably didn't full do, do full justice to the fullness of seeing Jesus as, as Simeon does now. Believe the fullness of both his divine and human glory and perfection. Do you want to see Jesus in 2023? I don't want to provoke any thoughts of worry about death, but to the Christian, death is rather different than it would be for a person who has no hope within them. Shall we see Jesus when we open his word? Shall we see Jesus next Sunday when we partake of the Lord's Supper through the elements? Shall we see his glory, his love, his mercy on display? And it will prompt all of us to say, Lord Jesus, help me to be a better follower of you. More faithful, more loving, more committed, more dedicated serving you and your kingdom 
Will it show in our behavior? Will it show in our patience? Will it show in our talk, our walk, that we are men and women who have seen Jesus by faith through personal encounter by the Holy Spirit, converted, repenting, and continuing to do so because we know that the best is yet to come. We are going to see the King in all his magnificence and in all his glory. We're going to see him face to face. Wasn't that the desire of the psalmist in Psalm 84 verse 10? For one day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. That kind of strikes me as being similar in sentiment to what Simeon and Anna display in this passage that we're looking at today. We're happy to be alive this morning, but we're also zealous if we're in Christ to see Jesus in all his glory one day. Yes, I am ready, Simeon said. Nunc dimittis. Now let me go. I've said that before. Christians are prepared to go. We may not be ready to go. I, I'm, I'm kind of guessing here that uh, probably all of us are prepared, but not probably ready. There's a lot of things we want to do. Abigail wants to go to graduate school. These folks want to get married. This guy wants to graduate from college. You want to not be fired at your job. <laughs> not quite. Or maybe you are. Or maybe you are. <laughs> it all ought to culminate in what we see finally, and that is the worship. Simeon brings worship in response to his waiting for and then seeing the promise fulfilled right in his arms. Worship. What else can you do when you come face to face with Jesus in this world? What else can you do? I share with you a little bit about, I have an interest in sports. It's, I think, fairly modest, but I'm, I'm interested. I, I watched the cup, you know, the world champion. And uh, you hear about these guys, like uh, one of them uh, is a little bit too old now for, you know. So at age 35, I think he's going to make $200 million more than the already five or 600 that he already has. Because Saudi Arabia will pay it. I think I'm myself, well, oh, yeah, that's nice. And I'm not saying it because, you know, it's easy for me to kind of make this point. Um, but I'm saying, Lord, would you come into that person's life too and change that person's outlook? Because it seems, I don't know these people personally, but you sometimes get the impression that that's all they live for. A better contract, a better coach, 
and you may apply this to any other kind of area in your lives, but that's the burden that we ought to have for the world. They're lost. And when they see Jesus, he will say, I don't know you. And there are even going to be people to whom he says that who think they know him. But to them, Jesus says, I don't know you. Because I think it means you never gave me your heart. It was all formalism, ritualism, ceremonialism, traditionalism. Well, that doesn't get you into heaven. I can guarantee you that right now. We need to worship Jesus. I know very little about Jesus. I know as much as I know about Jesus as I glean from his word. But it is by the ministry of the Holy Spirit that that is being implemented. Given form and shape and direction. Depth. Maturity. Spiritually speaking. We have heard Jesus speak to us through his word for so many years, many of us. Does it prompt us to greater worship? Do we, as it were, go literally or figuratively on our knees when we see the King? All of us will. The whole world will. Those who die in 2023, they will. They bow down. Rich, poor, educated, not so educated, doesn't matter. All human beings everywhere will bow down when they meet the Maker. And in Christ, the Savior. Our waiting, our seeing, our worshiping is but a mere prelude to the worship that we are going to engage in when we are in heaven. This today is a mere dress rehearsal. But by mere, I don't want to suggest unimportant. I use the word in the sense of comparing it with. We're merely seeing by faith, waiting, trusting, until we see face to face. And we are joining the Savior at his dinner table. What is the ultimate goal for you in 2023? That you gain spiritually? Or is it limited to materially, socially, economically, politically, environmentally? All these things that are spheres of reality. They have their individual importance. But without Christ, you're still under condemnation. May we use our lives for his glory in all those areas where God has put us to be responsible human beings who contribute to society the best we can, giving a winsome witness of the Lord Jesus Christ to the world that is not so happy with the church today, but still persevere 
and say, Lord Jesus, for today, give me the wisdom. Give me the discernment. Give me the opportunities to best represent you until I see you in your presence. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the great anticipation that is ours that we someday will see you face to face and without fear, with great joy. Thank you for that joy, Lord, because that joy is possible because all the sadness of living in a broken world and being broken sinners ourselves is remedied and overcome and transformed by your very grace and mercy upon us sinners. So we pray, Heavenly Father, that you apply these truths to our lives because we can't do it in our own strength. We need you for that as well, and fully and completely. Hear our prayer, then we ask in Jesus' name alone. Amen. Mm -hmm.